No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon and calls him to deliver Israel from the hand of the Midianites. It's an exciting story of what God can do with the least person who has surrendered to him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. As a mother in Israel, Deborah had been a marvelous leader. Israel enjoyed rest and peace for 40 years. We continue in Judges chapter 6. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because the children of Israel were really children of the Lord, they experienced his chastening hand whenever they did evil. God loves his kids too much to let them get away with sin. The author of Hebrews puts it this way. My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. The Lord delivered Israel into the hand of Midian. Who is Midian? Well, after Sarah died, Abraham married a woman named Keturah with whom he had six sons. One of these was named Midian. And to protect Isaac, Abraham sent Keturah's sons away. Over time, the Midianites became enemies of Israel. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents coming in as numerous as locusts. Both they and their camels were without number and they would enter the land to destroy it. Imagine if every time you went to the grocery store and stocked your pantry, your refrigerator, and your freezer, someone came in the middle of the night and raided everything. You get up in the morning to pour your cold cereal and everything is bare. That gives you some picture of what Israel was experiencing with the Midianites coming in with swift camels and huge numbers of people raiding all their food. The Israelites would do all the work of plowing, sowing, reaping, only to see it all go into the hands and the stomachs of their enemy. Therefore, the children of Israel hid in dens, caves, and strongholds in the mountains. God brought them into the promised land as mighty conquerors, but how far they had fallen. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Their poverty was not only material, but also a poverty of morale. They were depressed, and they had adopted a defeatist attitude. 
And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. It took them seven years, but finally the people cried out to God for help. How slow we humans can be to admit when we're wrong and realize how desperately we need God. Now, the Lord responded differently than in times past. He didn't just send a deliverer this time. He sent a prophet who confronted them with their sin. God told them, I delivered you from Egyptian bondage. I drove out the inhabitants of Canaan and gave you their land. I warned you not to fear or worship the gods of the Amorites, but you have not obeyed my voice. The Lord had fulfilled all his covenant promises to Israel, but they had broken his covenant. Moreover, every time they cried out to him and he sent a deliverer, they soon forsook the Lord and went back to their other gods. It is possible to shed tears without repentance. The drunkard on the streets may shed tears over his life, but he has no true desire to change. There is a difference between being sorry for the consequences of your actions and sorry for the evil of them. We must see our sins as something that God hates, a lethal poison, and something that grieves the heart of the one who loves us the most before we will truly repent. God only seeks our tears if they accompany a genuinely repentant heart. Verse 11, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizirite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Whenever we see the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, we believe it is Jesus Christ. Where did the Lord meet Gideon? Was it in the place of strength and courage? No, Gideon was in the valley threshing wheat in a wine press, trying to escape the notice of the Midianites. The Lord often comes to us in our low places, for he is near to the brokenhearted, and he chooses the weak to confound the wise. Why would the Lord address Gideon as a mighty man of valor? Gideon had never fought in a battle, and he was the least of his family. But the Lord, who dwells in eternity outside our time and space, sees us not as we are in our weakness and sin, but as we will appear in glory. For this reason, the Apostle Paul can write to the church in Ephesians 2.4, saying, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved 
and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul speaks of us being seated with Christ in heaven in the past tense. Why? Because from God's perspective, it's a done deal. In Christ, you are already seated with him in heavenly places. Thus, the Lord can say to the weak one, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Gideon's complaint was honest. He had heard the stories of God miraculously delivering the children of Israel from Egypt and bringing them into the promised land, but hadn't God forsaken them and sold them as slaves to the Midianites? Weren't they now abandoned? When we view the adverse circumstances of life, it is easy to conclude that God doesn't care. But we see such a small sliver of all that God is doing. If we would come to a true assessment of our situation, then we must consider it in light of God's unchanging character. Yes, we may be dealing with adverse circumstances. They may even be caused by God's chastening hand. But that hand is a hand of love that won't stop shaping us until we have become like Christ. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? The might of Gideon was simply that the Lord called him. And whatever God commands us to do, he empowers us to do. And he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Gideon, like Moses before him, thought that God had chosen the wrong guy for the job. But God knows the beginning, the end, and everything in between. Therefore, he can't make a mistake in whom he chooses. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. The only qualification we need for any task is knowing that God has called us and that he is with us. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and I set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. Gideon wanted to make sure that this was really the Lord speaking to him. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to confirm the Lord's voice. If you have honest doubts as to whether or not you've heard from God, then ask for the confirmation. I have found that the Lord will confirm his will to me, usually through his word. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat, an unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. That's about half a bushel. The meat he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. 
At a time when food was scarce, this was a sizable sacrifice. But Gideon willingly gave it, which shows us something about his heart for God. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. You see, God had said that no one could see his face and live. So Gideon thought he was doomed. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear, you shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it is still in Ophrah, of the Abiezrites, Gideon named the altar Yahweh Shalom, meaning the Lord is peace. What a beautiful name for God. How it speaks of the peace that Jesus came to bring everyone who trusts in him. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be fearful. The Lord is your peace. He will never leave you or forsake you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where the Lord tests Gideon by telling him to tear down the altar of Baal. We'll also see where Gideon tests the Lord's will with a fleece. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.